out. Welcome. My name is Dubs Weinblatt. My pronouns are they, them, theirs, and I am so excited to be here. In 2015, I founded the Queer Improv Show, Thank You for Coming Out, or TIFCO as we call it, and it is now one of the longest-running queer improv shows in New York City. During our show, our storytellers share their coming out stories, and then our improvisers bring them to life. Our podcast is a little different. We still have a storyteller share their stories, but instead of folks improvising, we talk about them. And this particular podcast episode is different uh, because we are recording during the COVID-19 pandemic while physically distancing. So we're not in the same room. Uh, you may hear some outside noises and we are using Zoom. So our audio quality might be a little bit different than what you're used to. I'm super duper excited about our guest today. We have Glow Butler. She, her, uh, was part of the New York Comedy Fest featured in Time Out LGBTQ plus POC Comedians You Should Know, created Glow in the City, a live POC queer trans comedy show and Glow in the City, the web series featured on IMDb, Funny or Die and YouTube. Hi, Glow. Hey. How's it going? It's good. It's good. Given, given what we got going, it's good. Yeah. It's, you know? Yeah. So what's, what's one thing that's just good right now? Ooh. Um, ooh, I, I bought a bass a couple, ooh. maybe like two months ago, a bass guitar and I'm teaching myself that. Um, and really just like trying to do something new. I want to, I want to come out of this, like a totally different person. Like, you know, I'm, it's like Wakanda forever. I'm having the whole outfit on and I'm going to be like pumped and ready to be like a totally another person, other person, you know? Oh, that's exciting. Know. Um, know. have you ever, <laughs> have you ever seen the movie? I love you, man. No. Um, it's a very silly, stupid movie with Paul Rudd and, um, Jason Siegel, and there's a scene where Paul Rudd is like mocking a bass, but he like holds it up here. I I'm trying to like show you in the camera or in the. It's just it's yeah. stupid. But anytime I hear about a bass guitar, it's what I think about. So. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I actually have. It's it's pretty cool. Like I I don't know. I felt like I had like that midlife life crisis moment when I bought it. I'm like, mm -hmm. why am I buying this right now? But then I've literally been hearing myself over and over say. I'm going to learn it. I'm going to learn it probably for the past couple of years. And then I was like, yes, it took a pandemic for me to like, uh, drop, drop the, you know, the coins to, to buy a base. Cause I was going to get a used one. And then I would, uh, find all these punk rock, hard rock, uh, dudes who have like damaged the, the instrument and they still want to sell it to you for like $150 on Craigslist. Mm. So what I had to do is just go and buy me a new one. <laughs> yeah. So I, so I knew it worked, you know? So, yeah. Well, that's exciting. How are you teaching yourself? Um, well, I have a friend that's supposed to be getting me an, her old amp, but you know, when your friends are going to give it to you when they feel like it. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we, <laughs> the time is, uh, we're in quarantine right now. It hasn't been convenient, but, yeah. um, but I've been kind of, so what I've been doing is just kind of uh, strumming the keys. Of, I mean, the, 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 yeah, the, um, the strings or whatever, just kind of like hearing sounds and stuff because there's apps that you can use and I haven't really found the right one, but I do go on YouTube and, um, and a few of the apps that help you tune the guitar and, um, learn some notes. So right now I'm doing that until I get the bass because even when you're using the app, uh, it doesn't really hear the, the sound, um, you know, as much, 
um, as if you were to plug it into an amplifier. And it's an electric guitar. Like, it's a legit great. You want to see it? I'll show it to yeah, you. I have it like, right here. I'll show you. Yeah, yeah. One second. <laughs> Ooh. See, this is like, this is like hardcore Elton John, Elvis, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't like, this isn't a beginner's thing. Like, I'm jumping into, I'm going to jump into this, like, head on, like, hey, now I'm Elton John, like, after Elton John's dead, I'm replacing, I'm going to replace them. (laughs) You really are going to come out of quarantine a completely new person. Yeah. Elton Elton John. (laughs) Yeah. You see this? Yeah, that's awesome. Like Bobby, you're getting yeah. pictures of that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like, get out of my room. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know how you, they say, like, dress for the job you want. Um, oh, you don't have your headphones in. I'll wait for the joke. Okay. <laughs> I had to, what'd you say? I said, I made a joke, but I realized you weren't listening. Um, it's like when they say dress for the job you want, but you're like, you are buying the guitar. I don't know. It was a bad joke. So <laughs> I'm glad I. Oh, no. I, w- I wish I was. <laughs> I wish I was there through the all, oh, but I'm I'm a true Capricorn, so I have to make sure I put things back to where I found them. Oh, <laughs> so. I wish I had that. <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> um, well, it's exciting. Good luck with that. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I would love to see what you brought for uh, what reminds you of Pride. Oh, nice. Okay, so okay, so we have our. I, I before I show you this, all right, because I don't want any judges out here, all right. But I don't think there are going to be people who judge because we so. ju- we know we know when it's uh, the month of Pride, um, things get dirty, things get nasty, things get freaky, things get really great. Um, so <laughs> uh, we we've all had a story to tell. If you know, it could be very simple or it could be very complicated, but we all have a story to tell. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, but the meaning behind for pride for me is more than just like wearing barely nothing out to parties, getting drunk and going to pride. Like it really is representing like our ancestors or people that who were there that paved the way for us to be here. All that being said, now I can put church away and um, then I'll bring out, uh, <laughs> um, this is my fishnet. I usually never wear it with like uh, anything. Like, you know, if, if you've never seen nipples before, just like turn your head. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to, but this is basically what I, this, I don't wear this every year. I wear things that look like this. Like as long as it's fit, fishnetty and like, and I can just like show whatever, you know, I was born with and yeah. I'm happy. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. I was, I was born this way. Right. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then, and then this right here, like, of course I own a flag, but I just moved into my apartment. So, uh, it's coming out of storage. So I'll be able to gay it up later. Um, but <laughs> this is, uh, my shorts and look at this. I wear this to the beach, Reese beach, whatever. You can go to like Henrietta's. You can go like, look at this, look at this. You have the inside. So you don't even have to wear underwear. Like this doesn't mm. even have to be a beach Thing. because what the, the gays will wear a speedo in like the club you know what I mean so I just feel like uh this represents you know all of it all of it summertime warrant the month of June like I can't wear this in December you know there's no yeah anyway so you get you get you get my story behind that so these are my two items that remind me of pride um only because like I just know my whole attire from June 1st to the last day of June is absolutely nothing at all. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Thanks so much for sharing. I love the frame, the framing first, that the framing that you gave around, uh, you know, paying homage to our ancestors who, Mm -hmm. who paved the way for us to be who we are now. Um, And also um, just showing up in spaces, proud of who you are and you, and showing like, this is me. And I love that. I love that. Uh, very very prideful for sure yeah because you don't you for me it's not about um we we focus well we know 
outside of the queer community, uh, people try to put us in this box and just because of based off of whatever uh, body part we have, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But when we get around our queer friends, we don't, that's not a thing that we have to focus on because we can be who we are and we can be called who we are, pronouned whoever, well, you know, it's not that we want, that's who we, who we are, you know? And so it's important for me to be like, hey, like, let's feel comfortable around each other doing this. I don't have, I didn't have to know you like five years for you to see me in a fishnet and my nipples mm-hmm. are out, you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, I just, I really just try hard to represent that and to, I want people around me to feel comfortable, you know, doing the same. If they feel, if they choose, not everybody wants fishnet, not everybody can pull it out, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Creating, creating affirming spaces wherever you go. Yeah. With yeah. the fishnets. Um, right. <laughs> I brought, um, I brought my little bottle of testosterone um, cool. I started T. I also feel like I'm going to come out of this as a new, new version of myself, um, yeah. one who, who's on hormone replacement therapy. And it just, uh, it took me a really long time to get to a place to feel comfortable to start taking tea. And now that I'm taking it and I'm like two and a half months in, I mm-hmm. think July or, or September, or I don't know. Oh my God. What is time? I said July. I started in July. I've been following your story. I've been mm. following like from day one when you first started. Cause that, that's what intrigued. the thing about is I've been watching. Uh, I've been following a few, like there came a point where like I dated uh, a girl who was like, we had just like had a conversation about, um, you know, like dating trans and the whatever like that. And I was like, it's not for me. I was like, I've, I've never thought about it, but then there have been plenty of times I've been attracted to trans women, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, so I was like, I'm going to, I was like, should I go ahead and add it to the equation? But I never left it out, you know, in the first place. So that's, that's one of those things. I'm like, let me, my mind is opening up and I'm happy about that. So we had that conversation. And then, so for me, it, I wouldn't, I guess I didn't have too many friends at the time. Now I do. Now I have trans friends, but like before I did not. And I was like, I don't like knowing a piece of my community, not knowing a piece of my community that does matters just as much as the rest of us. And there came many times when, uh, when the trans community didn't feel included in LGBTQ, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, and I was around during that time and very present during that time. And I know the, the, the conversations and how people treated that, that situation anyway. So, um, so where was I going with this? Um, so I basically been since then, this is like maybe three years, two or three years ago. Um, I started following a lot of like trans pages or like anytime I see something, I do that so that it can educate me. I'm not trans or I never thought about it, but I would say that, um, that I like being educated on things that I don't, so that I can also create a space for them to, and, um, include that as well, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's why like you tell, you can go ahead and talk about this. Cause I can be here for an hour here and you talk about your experience. Cause I just think it's so fascinating. So oh, thank um, you. <laughs> as you were. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that, that yeah. I, I wish that more people would educate themselves and follow, you know, different kinds of people so we can all learn from each other. And, and then, and what my favorite thing that you just said is that, well, all of the things you just said were great, but that you are now taking what you've learned and bringing that back to the the spaces that you're creating. I mean, I made like a joke earlier about um, making safe spaces with your fishnet, but uh, (laughs) I meant it, I meant it then. And I mean it now too, of um, you like you, it might not seem like a big deal, but you, when you signed on, your pronouns were already in your Zoom name. Mm-hmm. That is, to me, that's a really big signal that you're thinking about trans inclusion. Um, and so I, I really appreciate that you're, that you're um, watching and learning and then implementing. That's really cool. 
course. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's important for me because I don't even care. Like I was always like that person that probably dated the, like someone who was always com- the complete opposite of me that like nobody would have ever imagined. And it's not even about dating. It's really uh, my circle, my community of people. Like it, when I go based off of energy in the, in the souls that are like, that arrive in my life. And it's not about what, came out of your mother and um and said hey this is you you know and they they claimed who you are and and identified you before you could even say a word of who you are you know yeah. and so we spend all these years uh trying to fix that and repair that or like not even fixing or repair just becoming the better version of who we truly are because I wouldn't give up my past but would I I wouldn't I wouldn't get I wouldn't give up my journey my experience because mm-hmm. we had to get here and to become this strong you know but um but yeah I definitely uh it matters to me now and it also matters to me to have like these people like everyone within my circle because like honestly when it comes to LGBTQ plus like I am very like they come first when it comes to like my circle of people because y'all are the ones that don't make me feel like a weirdo I don't feel like I'm out of place I'm at home this is like family like we are truly family because we've all, we're all each other has you know if we turn turn our backs on each other like that's it you know the society is ready to like destroy us whenever they possibly can you know so it's yeah. it's important that we continue to come together there was a woman today um a trans woman today that was at CVS and she was getting her back. She had like a ton of things. She had like the little carts you put your uh, groceries or your um, thing, your laundry and whatever. And so she was at the register. She was picking things off the ground. Like everybody was like, I was in my phone, but everybody was just staring at her. And it just brought me back to that video in LA of like the, the trans women that they got their phone stolen and these guys were like harassing them and mm. insulting them and things yeah. like that. And so I, I took that moment and I was just like, okay, let me hurry up and check out my stuff because she was so getting her things together. And then she was outside and she looked like she was just rumbling through things and people were staring. And then there was a gay dude in there that was just like, yo, you get, you know, he was just like, yo, you good, whatever. And then so no, but when she got outside, I stepped outside and I was just like, you know, are you okay? Is there anything I could do? Because the thing about it was like, I, I like, I'm not going to be like a witness. I'm not going to be the person that like, is just holding my camera up and then pointing it at these people. No, this is my family right here. So what I need to do is make sure my sis is like, all right, you know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let her like, just be stranded. And she's like, no, she's like, I have the money. I have another phone I transfer the money into, but people are are ready to judge immediately. You know what I mean? And she's a Mm -hmm. regular ass person just trying to get her shit together so she can get her stuff from CVS, you know? And that's what I'm talking about. And like, when I act normal in front of these people, because people do monkey see monkey do people only act weird around around other people when they see other people doing it Mm -hmm. you know what I mean we're a bunch of sponges you know so it's important for me to represent when that time comes because I'm not going to be a wit like I'm not going to be like oh I saw that happen or I called the police no I don't trust the police to do shit you know Mm -hmm. but that's another conversation for a different day (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) a very big one (laughs) Um, well, I'm, uh, you know, that was really nice of you to check in mm-hmm. on her and you're right. Like we have to, we have to be there for each other because um, mm-hmm. we are all that we have. Uh, and there is like yeah. what resonated uh, with me that what you just said is like, we're like home and like we're family and mm-hmm. there's, there's no greater feeling than that feeling. And Absolutely. so we need to honor the folks that we know and the folks that we don't know. Um, yeah. Cause there are so many LGBTQ folks who don't have, of circle of friends or either chosen or family or otherwise. And so um, I think that's great that you checked in. Um, We could keep talking about all this stuff all day, but 
I would love to hear <laughs> one of the coming out stories uh, that you want to share with us today. All right. So my, you know, I had a, a very similar uh, uh, show recently where, well, not podcast, but it was a show, uh, Stonewall, and we had to tell these stories too. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, I'm not original at all because I wasn't even going to have it coming out. I'm like, I was basically like, let my mom and everybody else find out. I care less because I, I grew, I grew up as the youngest child where they always had like so like an opinion about everything and I'm like this is the one thing I can control and you really want to be in my love life and it came to the point where like now they're like all right you know by the time we had a conversation they're like all right let's you know we're like like we can have we can we like I'm happy to just know that you're dating somebody (laughs) anyway so (laughs) let me go rewind to the beginning okay Okay. because this kind of set I wanted to explain that to set the tone on why I why I'm I'm saying it in this way so I, basically, I tried coming out to my mother twice, okay? The first time I tried coming out to my mother um, was when I was about 12 years old. And my mom asked me what, what I wanted to be when I grow up. And I was like, I want to be a gynecologist. <laughs> so she was, like, she was like, oh, so you want to smell vagina all day and like look at it? And I was like, oh, my God, mommy, that would be so amazing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, how, how, how old do you, like, can you like to become a lesbian? Is it like 15, 15 years old is like legal, right? To be, to be able to go down there or whatever you want to call it. Um, so that was, so that, so that was one. My mom still had no clue. All right. Supposedly. All right. Our parents know they, we have an umbilical cord that's snatched from the beginning. They know what the fuck is going on. Right. And wait, is this a, wait, this is not a family show. I can say that word. Right, cool. um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so then the second time my mom, um, my mom, or I tried coming out to my mother, I was in college and I, uh, my mom was helping me clean out, clean out my dorm room. And um, this is when the L word was on. All right. Mm-hmm. And, but I had the L word DVDs. This is not when, uh, this is, this was before Netflix and chill and all that stuff. Right. So I had the, the L word DVD, um, and my mom was helping clean it up or pack it up, pack up my dorm room. And so what she did was, uh, she picked up the movies and stuff like that. And she lifted the L word DVDs and she was like, Oh my God, I love you. I love this show. How do you know about this show? And then I looked at my mom and I was like, I love that show. How the hell do you know that show? <laughs> like trick question. You know what I mean? Um, so that happened. So my mom is just like, she's always been like, I've, I've always been just like a little bit out of this world and just kind of, I had different thoughts and stuff. So my mom's just used to me saying off the wall things, not even like, it wouldn't even phase her. Even if she had the instinct, it wouldn't even phase her, right? But my dad was a little different. My dad, um, when I was younger, my dad died when I was young. But before he died, he was sick. So before he died, um, he just like tried to teach me and my brother like a bunch of stuff, um, you know, just to make sure uh, we were good after he passed or just things that he know he could like, he, he could control. Um, like for me, my, my dad told me like when I was like five years old, he was like, I don't want you to get like date a boy until you're like, sorry, until you're like 30. And then he was like, actually, I don't even want you to get um, married until you're 35. And then he looks at me again and he was like, no boy is allowed in your life ever. 
So I feel like after my dad died, he gained superpowers and made me gay. So that's my that's my coming out story for my or mini story. These are like baby mini micro stories uh, that I put together and to make one big story about my parents and me trying to come out to them. So really, after that, after I tell like after my mom knows and everybody else knows now. It's like pretty much ever since then, like, especially in 2020, I, in 2020, I've literally like been posting me like eating girls out and like doing stuff like that all over the internet and like sending it to my mom and be like, what do you think about this? You know what I mean? So. Is that a joke? (laughs) No, no, that is not a joke, but I like, I like messing with people. That's what, that's why I did that. So uh, I'm really messing with you. That's not, that's not a real thing. I was like, I'm not. (laughs) I don't know if this is a bit, but I'm going to support no, it's, it. it was, <laughs> no, just something random. I just felt like adding in there, but, um, but no, 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 no. But that's how I feel sometimes. You know what I mean? That's how it feels like after you're, that's why it's, for me, um, it's important to be out. It's important to, to speak up because man, I've had, when I was a kid, I, I, you know, I wrote a suicidal note when I thought a friend was about to, to uh, out me and things like that. Mm. So it's, it's important that and thankfully for me I'm like wait no but I don't I'm ready to do like I still need to see my friends before like I I kill myself you know what I mean mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, I, gotta, I gotta I gotta hang out with um with Stephanie and whatever like that um no but I I really like you had to step out of yourself and be like okay who am I really mad at you know and I was like okay if I'm not worried about like somebody believing her or anything like that um but I was just more of like that was a part, you know, you sit down with one of your friends when you're younger and how you used to, ha- I used to have these conversations like, uh, like, you know, you know, somebody long enough and then finally you say something that you've been hiding and it's, you know, it's kind of like saying, like, don't say anything, but I'm kind of thinking about like being with a girl or whatever like that. And then they take that information, you know, and they know that that's like not right, but they're teenagers or kids and they run with it. So that's kind of how, what happened to me, but I'm glad that like, I didn't let that get to me, you know? And thankfully with me being goofy and silly and that's how I've been able to like deal with, um, just coping with it all, you know, cause this shit gets serious and people see on, on, uh, TV and on, in the internet and Instagram and they see all these photos, but we are busting our asses out here to like be in our, like try walking a foot try walking in our shoes for just a day for just an hour mm-hmm. you would you would literally jump right out <laughs> yeah. you know that's how I've had enough is. good day <laughs> yeah and I say this I say this and I say this seriously you know I'm like I would I wouldn't put myself through all this if it wasn't for some reason you know there wasn't a reason behind this so there isn't a purpose behind all of this um and if this wasn't really who I was why would I put myself through hell like that you know mm-hmm. so it's already I don't know yeah so that that's what I got to say about that <laughs> yeah. well yeah thanks for thank you for sharing. I have a lot of questions for you sure. um, so I first want to know and i now now I'm like was this a joke or is this actually what, what you said, but when you said you wanted to be a guy notice like and like smell vagina all day is that is that real? does that really happen yeah that yeah like we literally had that conversation because i um, when I was probably in, I don't know, like seventh or eighth grade. Um, sorry, when I was in eighth grade, I think that's when she took me. Well, the I would, she she started taking me to the gynecologist around that time, mm-hmm. and then um, and then throughout high school, is when 
um, <clears throat> I was, you know, I was after seeing doctors and stuff like that, I was like, I'm going to be a doctor one day, just like as a thought. And I told my mom on my way to one of my appointments, I was, or she was like, um, so what do you want to, uh, be when you grow up? And then I was like, I kind of think I might want to be a doctor. Cause I had mentioned to her that I wanted to be a dentist. And then just, I was like, I think I might want to be a gynecologist because it just seemed easy. And like, I feel like I already know the woman's body because I feel like, I, you know, for me, I have a woman's body and, da, 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 and I thought that it was going to be an easy job. Mm-hmm. And so, and so it was like, but it was like thinking of both two things at one time, you know, like kids are like really brilliant, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I probably would have never thought about that now, but that was literally a, a whole thing. And I was messing with her, but my mom, like, like I took my mom to a colonoscopy um, uh, appointment. To, uh, to have her, a colonoscopy and so the you know after a while she's like under drugs and stuff like that and um in the room the nurse goes through to make sure that everything's correct or whatever so they're like hey do you have any like if you have any hair we like weave in your hair or something they need to know these things so that after you come out of surgery you're the same way as when you came out so they were just like do you wear dentures and stuff I was like oh yeah she wears dentures my mom does not wear dentures <laughs> oh, no. so, so then they were like oh, my mom like literally got woke up out of like being drowsy she's like I don't wear dentures and so she's like they would have been in my mouth just pull yeah (laughs) you I bet you keep everyone on their toes I feel like I'm on my toes right now you have you you have to I try I try I'm the youngest child I do what I can you know what I mean I made sure that everybody made sure that don't slip up because I'm here (laughs) I will snitch on you no I'm just kidding but (laughs) I was I was always that I was always yeah I'm always like I was always that person that just I could keep a straight face and I could play a prank and it the some people don't even know that it was a prank mm-hmm. they still they still don't know that I pranked them till this day and things things that I've done like 10 or 15 years ago that they you know so I just love doing this stuff so is it even a prank if they don't know it is in my head is a prank <laughs> to them it's just like it's just like real life like like karma just hit them or some shit <laughs> oh no <laughs> I'm not evil at all I just like to play I like to play a lot okay so when you so the, I want to talk about the L word moment. So when you said, you know, I love that show. How do you know about that show? How, what was the next, what was the next scene? Well, of course I had to spice up that joke to, to make it more fun, but, okay, okay. Uh, but I, but I would say that it, no, she was, it was, it led to us having another conversation, like was talking about the L word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause now, now we talk about it. Um, but when I, we, and then, then when I was in college, we would, I was like, since I knew that she watched the show, then we would like talk about the show, you know? Cause my mom used to, before the L word, my mom used to watch Queer Eye. I didn't know she watched Queer Eye mm. until she told me, until I found out she was watching the L word. <laughs> so I'm just like, but my mom it has always been that person. You know what I mean? I would like, so me, uh, make hyping myself and like stressing myself out over like my mom not accepting me and stuff like that my mom was just like um she said this this within this past year she was just like no it's not that like I I don't you know nobody you know, she said you know nobody cares nobody cares that you're gay and then she goes and then she's like I just don't like I want you to know want you to be aware of like the the things you're gonna have to go through and so I was like well you see it better now <laughs> you know right. not, not, no no not not that she that felt that she had a difficult time I didn't give her a chance to say that let's put mm-hmm. it that way mm-hmm. and um and so uh yeah so after the L word so we would already have like gay conversations and things like that but it's just a part of a, like it was just a part of it like I didn't ever have to feel like I I needed to like <laughs> come out or do anything because I was just like I'm just gonna be who I am and if you know when I'm ready to bring somebody home like here you go 
there she is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, she, there she is, or they are, you know, whatever case is. Like, I, I just want, um, you know, it's very natural because my family is like very, we're sarcastic a lot and things. So it was like, I just didn't want to be the butt of something, you know, yeah, that I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. And then even though I love being, you know, I love being gay and stuff like that, but like really being confident enough to go to some like family and people who I know could possibly judge me and say things to me that's not very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just very, I was, I did it when I was ready, you know, and then yeah. I wanted, I went to have that conversation when I was ready. Mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah do you find do you think that your humor and your like uh, comes as a defense mechanism of like trying to protect yourself absolutely because <laughs> when I, I would say when I was in I got te- I got teased but then people I what I would do is I would I would be one of those kids that like would joke will beat you to the joke mm-hmm. so then I would uh I would um I would joke around and then I became silly and then so people just thought I was funny and I was like class I was really class clown in eighth grade for our eighth grade superlative and then uh, in twelfth grade for senior superlative class clown because I just made it a thing so that because I got beat up by mm. this really big girl in eighth grade like she I would like I weighed in middle school alone like eight eighty pounds and so this girl who was like really big like she was like probably about two hundred maybe 180 200 and just she just had a a bad day and I was an easy target and she kicked the shit out of me oh, no, I'm so <laughs> but, sorry. Um, but oh no it's fine but like people were used to me doing that and uh, I think my mom did make a comment where she's just like were you so easy to pick one I was like I, I have to stop hearing that you have to stop saying that yeah because there's no yeah. such thing as being easy to pick on it's those are the kids you got to protect because yeah. you know that I was so silly I didn't hit puberty until I was about 18 years old I went through like a really deep depression and puberty was horrible but so I was really silly and goofy and I was still that kid all through high school so uh so yeah so what I would so it is a cover-up but now it's just like who I am you know I just know I felt I feel like it helps me to look at life in different perspectives you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I look at it in different angles versus when I was growing up it was helping it was helping me helping protect me you know from something and now it's just keeping me going in life (laughs) (laughs) you know so yeah yeah I I want to circle back to what you said about um when you wrote you wrote a note um um, when you were afraid that your friend a suicide note you because you were afraid that your friend was going to out you but then, so that in and of itself is heartbreaking. And I'm sorry that you had to go through that. I, I think that it's so brave to even tell a friend that because mm-hmm. I, when I was growing up, I was so terrified of losing my friends or being outed that I trusted nobody, no one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even write in a journal because I was so scared that someone would see it and out me. And I still kind of have those lingering feelings. I try to journal and I'm like, who's going to mm-hmm. see this? And, you know, I just get really anxious about it. Um, but what you said was, who am I really mad at? Mm-hmm. And that really struck me because it's like, is it, is it this kid who's taunting me or is it, am I mad at me for being, and, and stop, please, if this isn't putting words in your mouth, but go, what, go, go, no, it's, it's you go where this is like flowing like crazy. Go what ahead. I took from it was like, who am I really mad at? Like, am I mad at myself for being ashamed of who I am? Cause that's, that's how I was feeling. And um, mm-hmm. why do I have to hide this? And it just, that really, mm-hmm. really struck me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's like, but you have to, you're already going through a, like different personality changes and things as a child and growing up and being like, who are you really, you're having people tell you who you are and they tell and having people tell you they know what's best for you, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I have my best friend to this day. We, we've been best friends since high school, since yeah, before that. I mean, we've been friends since before that, but we became closer in high school. But she was the one that I was just like, I told, I said, finally, this is after like high school where I can give a damn. And I, um, and I was like, uh, I, I was just like, you know, I, I think I kind of like girls or something. I hadn't, I've never told her that before. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, just, you should do it. And she literally encouraged me uh and and i'm sure we're gonna get into that part later but um but she encouraged inspired helped me uh because come to find out so is she mm. but when you but when you look at her you wouldn't you wouldn't know to this day you wouldn't know she's gay but that helped us both our stories are literally like very much similar to just because not only did we grow up together but then also like situations with our family fathers everything like that like it just it was like almost like something brought us together and said, you need to heal each other and you need to get mm -hmm. here. Because honestly, like there are some things that I couldn't, I could and couldn't have done without her as far as like, you know, that, that person in my ear to go. And we all, uh, I wish that everyone within the gay community had someone to feel that with, you know, yeah. because like that relationship. So it, it made things like, trust me, we fought we've gotten arguments and like disagree not disagreements whatever we're friends and we've gone through our 20s together we went through different personality changes and stuff and so but nothing got in the way of the support that we had for one another within like the of how important it was that we uh we kept living our truth when it came to our sexualities and things like that and we both took our time speaking on it whenever we felt like speaking on it, but we both moved to different cities. Uh, I, well, I moved away and where I can truly be out because I'm from the South, you know? So uh, it's important that I, I think that's what really, really helped me a lot because yes, you can have friends and support, but also like I needed the community of people, you know, like mm -hmm. to, to be, to, I need to be around other people that were like-minded, similar like me so that, you know, I was like, wasn't like I was at a straight party uh, and people are just looking at me funny or wondering why I look this way or I am this way or I am looking at the girls or just anything like that. And not the fact that like I've been to places like that ever, but I would just say there has been in college where it's just like, yeah, I wouldn't walk in a room, you know, mm -hmm. uh, at the time that was a, a while ago. So the so times are different now, you know, but, you know, I wish that everybody has has. Or felt like that, like, you know, it's like carrying around your teddy bear, your favorite teddy bear or something. I wish somebody had that, like, little teddy bear that they could, like, tell things to. And the journaling thing helps. I actually journaled during a lot, doing the video journaling I did during quarantine. Mm -hmm. So I know it it's helpful, but a lot of those journals had a lot of tears in them, you know. Mm -hmm. But we need, we it wasn't so much, I, it, I, like, those moments, I don't believe in, like, sharing with people like that, you know. Um, I feel like those are too dark, what it is. Is I, I think that it's a good testimony. I think that one day when you're feeling like good enough, you know, to release that and let the world see or how, however uh, you wanted to go about doing it. But um, I did the journaling for me so that because I didn't have anybody to talk to that I like that could really like reach in my like and touch my soul right now. So I, I did the j video journaling and um, and cried and got it out because I just need to hear myself and not mm -hmm. build it up and lash out and release it a different way.
you know so yeah. those video those video journals help if that's what you were doing were you doing regular journaling or video journaling uh regular pen to paper okay yeah okay. Cool. uh but i've yeah. never thought about video journaling that's a good idea um yeah, yeah having that stuff pent up is really dangerous um yeah. and really scary and toxic so it's mm-hmm. definitely important to find an outlet yeah um I, you know, I, when I was, um, when I came out, the first time I ever came out, I came out to my best friend, Dolce and she, I didn't know it, but she also was queer. <laughs> and like, it was like, uh-huh. it's very similar to what you just said. It's like, we, you know, we, we were drawn to each other our freshman year of college and became best friends and then have also like gone through our twenties and now into our mid thirties together. Yeah. Um, it's really, really special to have someone like a teddy bear. That's just like, you're my, you're my teddy bear. You're my person. Yeah. And it's just like, and that's what I'm saying. It's important because I know in certain areas of the country and the world, like we're not able to have that other queer friend or somebody. And honestly, like, I just need, like, it's really just having them around that, that really, it, when they enter the room, it's like, everything's okay. You know, yeah. like everything's fine. And not that I, feel as though I need that right now but I'm just saying like in those moments that we do feel vulnerable it's important Mm -hmm. and it's important to have somebody that's just like it's important to have a therapist that you identify with you know like we can't sit in front of like a straight white man if that's not something that um that you know we want to do you know we want that's not a person that we want we feel like we'd have a real connection with you know like how can you talk about the queer community you know what that you know where that leads me to the Hmm. freaking l word oh yeah Foxworthy or whatever I never got that shit you know what I mean I'm like why would y'all cheat? and they used him number one they used the same therapist and lawyer out of like oh yeah, yeah, t- yeah. and I, I never even realized that I'm like I'm pretty sure y'all had enough money to like cast some other <laughs> queer people <laughs> but um but yeah so like the damn the, the damn the, that one was just like because they you know they were big which I noticed on the show is that they were big on uh or like how, how the credits of the people they're like yeah so like this person from the supreme court is gonna like marry us or like you know like things like that mm. <laughs> like bougie shit but yeah so you know back to the therapist thing but that's what i'm saying like it's important that we like we i we like pay really close attention to the things we have around us because those are things that we are attracting but we have to remember like we don't want to attract something that is probably like only fulfilling some fucked up piece of us you know like you mm-hmm. know we want to be open to the things that because it's okay to like I'm only gonna look for somebody who's queer POC queer uh t- as a therapist I'm only gonna you know a lot of like my friends I love everybody but I'm just saying that like anybody a part of the community is like I have probably more than likely want to hang out with them you know because it's like especially if we're in quarantine and stuff like that and I'm not even like dating and doing all that stuff i'm just like i love just having the good energy around the good queer energy you know because that's all we want to do is have a safe space and have a good time you know so yeah Yeah, for sure Mm -hmm. um i the another quick thing that you that you said that really struck me was um like why are we doing this like what is the reason or the the purpose behind it you wouldn't change your journey for anything and i also really resonate with that i struggle with it too as a as a trans person, there are a lot of like moments in my life growing up or images and pictures of myself or that that feel uncomfortable for mm-hmm. me to see. And I also mm-hmm. know that that's just part of my journey. And I don't know that I would change. I wouldn't change anything because kind of like what you said, I am who I am because of everything that I had to go through to get to this moment. 
mm-hmm. even though it sucked most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, I like, I like thinking of it in the framing that you gave of like the purpose of like mm-hmm. going through that and then thinking of like, what is the purpose of that and how can I use my experience to help make someone else's life maybe one, one degree better mm-hmm. or yeah. easier or something like that. Yeah. Cause you see those, you see those steps you had to take. And I don't know, there's still more of us out there that are going through the, the hard shit to get to where we, we, we need to be, you know, in this life. And if we could just help somebody to like take a smoother journey or, or approach to these, like that says a lot, you know, like I, there, there's going to come a point where um, I do want to speak to like, the youth and stuff like that of mm-hmm. the LGBTQ like community. And it's not even just like any particular organization, but I do want to be like a mentor for somebody who like is trying to come up and they don't have anybody. You know what I mean? Like I would, yeah. no one ever, because of our parents, our parents and our family are just like, no, you only need us. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we are your therapist. We are your doctor. We're your everything. Yeah. Um, but it is important to have a mentor. It's important to have somebody outside. If you want your mother to be a mentor, great. Or your father, great. If you see them as that, in that role, great. But in other words, like I needed to step outside of that because of who I was and that I was different than who they were, you mm-hmm. know? And I knew that it was important to just, I didn't have a mentor, but I could like just have people that I can identify with or like say, hey, or, or like just get more, um, you know, learn more about who I am you know, because I mean, I, I'm, I'm from the South. Gay wasn't a thing. We didn't see gay parents and we didn't see all this stuff. And we didn't have like, you know, the real world, <laughs> the real world of what we had and the L word is what we had to cut on TV, you know? And so, but the real world was really the one where you see like, oh shit. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, yeah. I've, been feel, I've been feeling aligned lately because like, not just with you, but mm. uh, I had a podcast the other day and the, and the guy, he, um, I was reading my co-star and um, I'm a Capricorn now. So we're supposed to stay away from uh, air or sorry, fire signs. And so for the most part, for the mo- majority of the year, we stay away from fire signs. <laughs> and, um, and right now though, because I'm at like, a, I'm in a really good mood right now. Um, it says that uh, I should, this, that on that particular day, it said that I was, I should be like um, probably talking to an Aries, but all the Aries, I think of as like either an ex or somebody I don't want to fuck with anymore. <laughs> so, so the, uh, so the guy on the podcast, uh, he's a comedian too, Mike Round. I, um, he, uh, he's an Aries. So I was just like, Oh, okay. Like, so that made sense. I was like, the universe brought it to me and it brought somebody that I could fuck with right now. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I felt, I've been feeling so aligned this week and I've been in a good mood because of that. It's just like, it's not big things. It's just like little, little dot, like, connections to things that just make sense that's all yeah but um yeah yeah Um, so dope ass shirt too by the way (laughs) thank you oh yeah so everyone who's listening can't see i'm wearing an mtv shirt which is why it was like wild that oh yeah that glow brought it up um so you are as we've learned on this podcast a comedian um and so um i know that you've taken part in queendom which is bobby hankinson's show who's our producer like the best show in the world besides my own and besides (laughs) right there's a three-way tie it's the three of our shows i'm so sorry (laughs) no i'm so kidding it's so fine I did not mean to leave you out. We it were is. in the same. We were in the same team just now. That's the reason why. Like, yeah, it's, is like a- <laughs> it is so fine. Um, but you have you have so you have glow in the city. 
Um, what, tell, so tell us about some of the shows that you partake in. How do you come up with your stand-up material? Let us in. So, yes. So, <laughs> so my, my material is like, is all real for the most part, but it's like, uh, I, it's in the moment stuff. It's based off of, uh, like things that I've, um, uh, just experienced whatever my journey I talk about and then things that I observe and things that go on in my head I talk about stuff like that <laughs> and, and, and things that people are just like I would have never said that out loud um, <laughs> that was what I will say um yeah so but um yeah so like that's really the way I go um uh, with my material and it's always very queer friendly but I have a way of like having the audience just look at me and then wait into the middle of my set to tell you that I'm gay <laughs> you know I think we all try to do that because the the industry would definitely even though I love being identified as a queer comedian and a lot of gigs and shows I've got on being under that platform has been great um but um but yeah I, I always so I also want to want people to know other things about me you know um so yeah that's what I like and so um when I came out with um Glow in the City uh Glow in the City is live is based from the web series so it's just I always say it's a live version because comedians play uh parts as characters in the web series it's a Mm. comedy web series um that will probably come out in early 2021 if everything goes planned because <laughs> um, we've been on a little hiatus anyway. So there's a live show that I do and the live show is basically a POC queer and trans show. And I added trans probably most recently um, because my audience is showing up and my audience is trans. And so mm-hmm. it's important for me to cater to the people that are showing up and they're donating and they're doing things for me, you know, to the community, not just that, but they're showing support to another queer person. I, this is the first I started Uh, comedy in DC and um, after four years of doing comedy uh, in DC then I moved here about six years ago six and a half years ago sorry I was in DC for three and a half years so I've been here six and a half years and um, and then so when I moved here uh, then I was able to like bring my shows that I had going on in in DC I had uh, there was a show called um glows glitter comedy showcase these were my first shows i was literally my second year in and i thought i knew how to do everything and mm-hmm. i hosted a show glows glitter comedy showcase and i had a talk show i did in dc and then i moved here and then uh it was glow in the city and then i i had it as a regular show and then probably about two years ago i made it all queer and then probably most recently I made it a POC, but POC, when I do, when I say POC um, for my show, um, I do include other comedians who, I mean, other queer comedians who are not POC, because you have to be queer if you're not going to be POC. <laughs> mm, yeah. And then, um, so I do do that because I have, I, lo- I love a lot of other comedians that are not POC. And so that's why, and Bobby knows he's been on my show too. Um, so it's important that I get my favorites up there. And then the people that deserve the it, and it's not always queer it I, the thing about it because I was explaining this on the other podcast too is that it's not about like you having so many tv credits and shit there are so many funny queer comedians out here and we deserve there's not enough shows not enough queer shows out there that represent us and that and even though it seems like there's a lot of good gay shows and stuff like that but there's not there's not at all and honestly I even see like some straight comedians that are like 
or claim to be bisexual and stuff just to like be on a queer show. And I'm like, you don't even have to do that. There are allies that I book on my show as well sometimes. So it's like, don't, I, there is, I would love nothing more than to be able to have a safe space for the cis, straight cis community to step in and yes, have uh, our queer community and uh, be able to share a space. But until that time comes, because it's yeah. not, for, there's not damn sure going to happen now. <laughs> yeah. And until that's, until that time comes, um, I'm creating a platform for us, for only us. And that means like all the trans, there was one guy that came to my show one time and he was like giving trouble because we do have trans and we do have like, you know, people you have, don't normally see every day. And so I told his ass to get the fuck out. And ever since then, I have never had, that was in the beginning of the of the years. But I, you know, I, I, I'm really big on that. Like I, like I step up, like I'm that angry black woman when I need to. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, like it's, it's just, but it's important for me to have that, give us that platform um, so that we have something to hold on to. It's not, this is New York. Like we deserve these opportunities. And just because you're trans doesn't mean that, that particular role on television you need to play as a trans person. You can tr- mm-hmm. play anything you want on television. You know, that's yeah. just a part of your story. Okay. You know, so yeah. Um, I think that's all I want to say about that. Okay. Great. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was yeah. a lot of good stuff. Um, yeah. I like, I love the idea of just of creating, um, you know, spaces for, for queer and trans and people mm-hmm. of color um, uh, and creating that visibility and that, uh, you know the the visibility and the space. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. You've you've had you've had people take on a queer identity who aren't queer just to come on your show. And it and it's not you know what it's one of those things that you don't call people out on. I'm not doing anything like that. I but I just know that I just know when people are doing things to be on. But, but and the thing the the most irritating part about this is no one can limit your opportunities but you you know mm-hmm. like there's if you ask me there are many people that I just say yes to that you probably wouldn't even believe that I would say yes to I know who I know who's like I, if if it's a straight comedian I'm really particular about like if I've seen them perform before what their material is like and stuff like that um just to be on the safe side I'm not like being I'm not like Trust me, straight people can tell gay jokes, make it fucking funny and make us love it. But just know that your audience is going to respond, <laughs> you know? Mm. So, so anyway, so yeah, but I've, I've definitely had that, um, that, and, and I only say that because I've had comedians that have told other comedians that they're gay or bisexual. And then when they come to me, they say they're not. And so that, that's what I mean by that. And I'm not like, and I, I can't, cl- I can't press any charges over you or anything and say, <laughs> Hey, you're breaking rules because I don't know the truth. I only know what you're giving me. Yeah, so I'm yeah. not accusing anybody. I'm just saying that yeah, I know yeah. there are comedians out there doing it, you know? So. Yeah. So. It's, it's tough. I've had, um, I've had folks come on the show who I, I think they maybe didn't realize it was an LGBTQ plus show. I think that's mm-hmm. happened before. Mm. Um, and so I try to be more intentional with my language around inviting folks to perform. It's so tough, you know, and, and folks who, um, you know, cause in my mind, you know, if you're like what you just said of, you know, they, they said they were one identity to one person, then two, they're saying they're a different identity. And like mm-hmm. in, in the generous interpretation is maybe they're just not out to everyone yet. And maybe 
and or they're exploring things and they're only comfortable sharing that information. And, and the like not generous is they are just saying they're a queer identity to get on a show. But I, as a, I have found as a producer, kind of exactly what you just said is like, I can only, the only information I can use is what you're giving me. And so I'm not going to, I'm not going to be the one to say, no, you're not X, Y, or Z. And so it's really on them. And yeah. 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 And so that's what I'm saying. That's not my job. That's not my, like, I don't, I don't have to do anything like that. It's just like, I, they're, they're just shit that we, there's like stuff that you just see, uh, within our, within the whole comedy and the whole industry or whatever like that, that, you know, people do what they have to do, you know? And I understand that part and I'm not, I don't get, I'm not worried about those people. Those people are irrelevant if they're not speaking their truth. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you have a good point there because I want to also be clear on that as well, but and I don't want to com- confuse the two, but I do know there are comedians out there that haven't come out yet. And yes, mm-hmm. they, they get, cause that was my plan. That's how I, that's how I really felt good in my shoes. Cause once I hit that stage and I was like, yo, gay, 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 you know, that's not my jokes, but when I was able to just like, <laughs> that was, that, I didn't stop, you know, I, like I made it, it was a thing. Like I made, I made sure I had a voice on the, on like, being gay and so I so everybody that uses that same platform to do that I encourage it if it helps um and I think that it's one thing that we should use because sometimes if you speak to you have to remember when you speak in speak in front of complete strangers it doesn't matter what the fuck you say because majority of the time they won't see you again you know not unless you're like this big face you know unless you're famous that's gonna suck (laughs) right right. (laughs) but yeah so you get it like and I want to be clear on that too because yeah I know that there are a lot of comedians and I want to be sensitive to that as well that uh because I know many and I know that, and that for me, I know at the right time, they're going to find that time to like be out, be open with everybody else. But until that comes, I, I feel honored to, that they feel safe to be in a space with me, uh, to share a space with me where they can tell their story. Because we were saying that in the beginning as well. That's not some, we wish we had somebody we could tell, yeah. you know, we were, we, or we wish we had the courage to say something to somebody. So let me be clear about that because that made yeah. me think of that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 Um, so I don't want to do this, but I, I do have to move us into our last category or our last segment, I mean, okay. um, which is our rapid fire question and answer. Um, they're fun. They're just for jokes and for silliness. Uh, there are no okay. right or wrong answers except one. And it's also just a joke. Okay. I love these. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. Right. All right. So pencil or pen? Pencil. Acting or singing? Acting, yeah, acting. I said acting first. Okay. <laughs> okay. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Cats ruin my life. I used to love them, but I don't like to love them anymore. Okay. We, that's a whole nother podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beach or mountains? Beach. Mountains. No, mountains. No, 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 no. Mount, no, beach. Shit. I'm a beach girl. No, go ahead. Beach. Uh, <laughs> I'm breaking all the rules. I'm breaking all your rules right it's now. It's okay. So <laughs> Meat or veggies? Veggies. Bagels or donuts? Bagels. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Right unfortunate, right? That's the right answer. <laughs> that is the right answer. That's what I was thinking about with both. Both of your last two questions. <laughs> um, train or plane? What is it? Train or plane? Train, I guess. Okay. Sweet wait, or... wait, oh, do you mean trade or plane? Oh, sorry. Train as in a choo-choo train. 
And a plane as in... Oh, okay. <laughs> plane, sorry. That's, That's okay. you're like, why the fuck would you get yourself on a plane? Like, you just, I mean, anyway, so yeah, plane, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Sweet or salty? Salty. I have a very bad salt at, um, addiction. Mm. I think I do too. Coke or Pepsi? <laughs> um, Coke. Night or day? Day, I guess, if you have to. <laughs> yeah, I know. If you have to live a little. <laughs> <laughs> and your favorite kitchen item? Ooh, oh, gosh. Now I got to think about what last time I went into the kitchen. Um, my favorite kitchen item? <gasps> the oven. Ooh. Because I don't have to stand over a stove. A stove. That's great. Um, what's your favorite thing to cook in an oven? I cook everything. I, I pick everything. I, I'm, the, I'm the queen of potlucks, okay? And my shit is real, so you can trust my food. But okay. I, tick, I stick turkey wings in there. I stick some salmon, some seafood, some scallops, some shrimp. What, what else you want? I got you. I got you. I like I chicken. Stick, chicken. I got chicken. We'll okay. have... I'm going to actually get, like, I, I only do baked chicken because, uh, until I get an air fryer. And I'm not even trying to get into frying that much like that, but I want an air fryer. So that, <laughs> that's the only reason why I would get an air fryer. But yeah, I would do, like, some really good, oh, you know what? I would make, like, some, like, roasted chicken. Ooh, mm. that would be good. That would mm. be good. I'm making myself hungry. <laughs> I know, I'm really hungry. Um, so before we go, I know that you have a show on Friday. Um, would you like to plug that? Yeah, um, actually, let me pull it up. Okay. Because it's in Harlem on Friday. Uh, yeah, so I have a show coming up. Oh, not only, I'll, I'll say this while I'm finding the details. Um, I have a show, Glow in the City Live, that's going to be back on Zoom. Um, you can find me on a grip, a grip right? Eventbrite. Um, and I guess you can just type in Glow in the City or you can uh, even Google Glow Butler or Gloria Butler and follow me and you'll be able to see it up there. Um, yeah, that's going to be on October 26th. Uh, so you have time. It's Saturday. Um, but in the meantime, uh, the show that I am on is, um, so it's Black Women in Comedy Festival. Um, they have, they're doing like monthly shows now. So it's Black Women in Comedy uh, show Friday, September 25th, um, Harlem's Marcus Garvey Park. Um, and it starts at 7 p.m. So you can feel free to come out and you can buy it. You, it's free, but uh, you, can, you can donate when you get there or whatever the case is. Uh, but let me repeat that. It's going to be Friday, September 25th, this coming Friday um, or that is next Friday, right? The twenty fifth or something. Okay, yeah. next Friday the twenty fifth, or when you got whenever you guys hear that, it's the next Friday um, <laughs> at seven p.m. Um, Harlem's Marcus Garvey Park, um, and that's the Amphitheater entrance. So you know, um, if you feel like coming out, great. If not, catch me on Zoom October twenty sixth and follow me if you want, and I'll give you I'll send, inbox you or something if you guys want me to inbox you. I'm a very personable person, if you can't tell. You, you really are. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll tag you um, cool. in the post as well. Glow, yeah. this was so lovely. Thank you so much for spending the evening with me. Thanks you for, thank you for having me. Like this has been, this is like a good release because I don't get to talk to a lot of people and it's, it's just good to talk. So podcasts should be on fire right now. Like you should, be, <laughs> you should be having like all the listeners in the world right now. I, you know, that's the dream. That's the hope. Yeah. Yeah. So I will best of luck with that, but no, this is a lot of fun. I really do appreciate you having me on the show. Yes. It's my pleasure. Thank you for yeah. coming out. Thank you for coming out.
Hey, it's Dubs Weinblatt, your host of Thank You For Coming Out. Thank you so much for listening with an open heart and an open mind. Please subscribe to our podcast on the platform of your choice. And don't forget to rate and review us. It really helps.